0: Welcome to the Health Made Simple community podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring in a special guest. This is Noah Zimmerman today. He is a personal trainer and nutritionist that specializes in gut health, autoimmune disease, and chronic inflammation. And all three of these are all intertwined, interconnected in all areas of our health. And so one of the things we really dive into is what is an autoimmune disease? Like, what is the true definition of what this is, how gut health, how gut health affects this. How are these connected along with the chronic inflammation, signs of chronic inflammation, and honestly, so much more. And even, um, he at the very end talks about certain supplements that he suggests to really help um, promote a positive, healthy gut health as we continue through our health journeys, right? So today I'm excited, uh, just to bring on another special guest to really help you, um, learn, inspire, and, and, as always help you better your health in a simple way. I hope you enjoy Welcome today. I'm excited to bring on another guest. This is Noah Zimmerman. He is a personal trainer and nutritionist that specializes in gut health, autoimmune autoimmune disease, and chronic inflammation. So there's a whole connection there with the gut. Um, And Noah and I, we met honestly through a coaching course together. And so I I was excited to bring him onto the podcast today uh, to really dive into this very popular topic now, right, Noah?
1: Right. Uh, thank you for having me on, Casey. I appreciate yeah. uh, you thinking of me and uh, inviting me on.
0: Of course. So yeah, uh, give us a little bit intro of like yourself, how you got into this, and we'll dive in from there.
1: Yeah. So I have put my body through the ringer. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just list kind of all the steps that have taken to me where I am now. When I was 15 years old, I fractured my back. And so going through like that whole. Uh, Physical therapy, strength training um, process really opened my eyes to how important physical exercise is and how important uh, having a team of health practitioners can be to supporting your health journey. And then, fortunately enough, my team was able to get me back to playing football, which was amazing. And then my senior year of football, I suffered a subdural hematoma, uh, Mm -hmm. so I was hospitalized for a uh, month, month and a half had to have surgery on my head um somehow walked out of that pretty unscathed, considering what happened. yeah, no drain bramage from from what I that was a joke. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone yeah. got that brain damage yeah uh and then um after about four years. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis my senior year of college, which is a autoimmune disease that targets the gastrointestinal system, specifically the colon. Crazy. Um, and then after about two years of living a uh, a not-so-pleasant life with my autoimmune disease, I really got into the uh, nutrition side of things and wow. hired a dietitian to help me figure out the right way to eat and live my life to successfully manage my autoimmune disease. And after all that, I... Was amazed by the people that have helped me along my journey and wanted to pay forward and do the same for others.
0: That's amazing. So, did you happen to find this one? This was it. Like sometimes you hear people looking for multiple doctors to find cures. Did it just happen to be the first time and like you found somebody?
1: Uh, no. Well, oh. for my back, yes. Oh, but, uh, but for I was like
0: the nutritionist side. That's what I was with curious.
1: the nutritionist. Well, the first time I actually ever had, when I was first diagnosed, my first two doctors uh, for my ulcerative colitis, my GI said that lifestyle and diet did not take a, uh, did not matter when it came to disease management. Um, And so I continued living the same lifestyle, staying up late, drinking lots on the weekend, eating highly processed foods, Mm -hmm. just a young 20 something guy having a good time. uh, But also lots of pain. (laughs) <laughs> lots of uh incontinence uh, yeah. having to use the bathroom a lot lots of blood in my stool there's a lot of other symptoms that come from having ulcerative of colitis and it's or any autoimmune disease you know there is like a umbrella that falls under whatever autoimmune disease you have but there's also a lot of symptoms that people like i suffer joint pain um and a lot sometimes like that type of stuff can be attached to mood swings depression etc um and then I did a lot of research to find the dietitian that I worked with. Um, and w- <laughs> one of the reasons I chose him is because he's, he was also a former bodybuilder and I also wanted to learn how to get ripped at the same time. Oh, okay. So that was a reason that I chose him as well. Um, and so he helped me with all that. Uh, he helped me like really understand uh, the human metabolism uh, and then also find just foods and a modality of eating that I've been able to carry on for the rest of my life. Um and has really helped me keep my disease management.
0: That's awesome. And how many, um, I guess, one fun question. Did you get ripped from this guy? I did, yes. It was, <laughs> a, it it. was pretty awesome. <laughs> Great. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, and then how long did it take for the process to to heal itself?
1: Well, hmm. Well, for, for my disease management, it's always been uh, very clear that I both need medication and lifestyle to, to manage my disease successfully. Got it. Um. And i I have fallen into that fallacy of like life is pretty good. Like I don't need medication. and yeah. it's it's a it's a mixture of both. Like I need the medication. I also have to be living a managing my stress, eating well, exercising, et cetera. Um, how long did the process take after we're starting to work with the dietitian? Mm-hmm. I would say, in terms of feeling better, probably a month, it was pretty quick that oh, I wasn't yeah. like, Eating Because he basically, we basically did a elimination diet that is basically only allowed to eat certain things. Um, so I wasn't drinking really anymore. I wasn't eating highly processed foods anymore. I was really just eating a lot of meat, a lot of fruit, vegetables, and things like rice, sweet potatoes, etc., um and i know a lot of people listening are probably like god that sounds awfully boring but there's like a lot of things we can do to make any of those things taste amazing and exciting um and then in terms of like the getting jacked um (laughs) probably like three to four months i would say before i like really was like it was actually a funny story i um have a pretty hairy chest and stomach uh and he you know tested my body fat percentage once and was like congratulations oh you're like under seven percent and i was like what are you talking about like i can't see any muscles he's like go home and shave your chest and stomach uh and i did i was like holy (laughs) shit there they are yeah
0: (laughs) that's awesome
1: yeah but no (laughs) i feel very lucky that the first dietitian that I found and worked with, I was able to develop a really good relationship with and also have them help me.
0: No, that's, I think that's awesome. Um, so to say, so basically yourself, uh, cause obviously this is something that happened to you personally, like you went through this whole autoimmune, you know, disease and obviously management that you're still going through today. This led you into coaching and doing the exact same thing for clients, right?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: What would you like, how do you define autoimmune disease? I feel well, like a th- huge, like, I don't know, umbrella. a topic, so, conversation, umbrella, whatever you want to call it.
1: I think first off, it's like important to define what inflammation is. Yeah. So okay. inflammation is our body's immune system attempting to heal an, something. It's like yeah. a healing process, essentially. So a good way to think about it is like histamines. So when you have an allergic reaction, one of the one of the things your body produces is histamines. That, that's what causes your nose to run. It so causes your nose to get congested, that is inflammation in your body. That is your body's immune system fighting itself. With autoimmune disease, I like to joke that our immune systems are just way better than everybody else's. So good in fact that it believes part of our body isn't like, and is not not good. It's not for us. So then we go into like chronic inflammation. So for me, my autoimmune disease, ulcerative colitis specifically just targets my colon and my lower gastrointestinal tract. So the medication that I take um, actually kind of fights that uh, chronic inflammation. Mm-hmm. There's some medications people take that are um an immune system like inhibitor. Um my misolamine, the one that I take, isn't so much. Um, but that is something that people have to think about when they have an autoimmune disease and they're taking medication. They may be more their immune systems may not be working as well because of the medication that they're taking to suppress their immune system response got it um basically but what a, an autoimmune disease is is that your body is attacking a certain portion of your body just like rheumatoid arthritis it your joints get really that's fucked an that's an autoimmune disease uh lupus um there's crohn's that a lot of people have heard of which is also mm-hmm. a gastrointestinal um one i mean there's countless uh, autoimmune diseases that people are suffering, with, suffering huh. with like lyme disease is considered an autoimmune disease too and that's your like nervous system um there's a lot that fall underneath the autoimmune disease umbrella.
0: What about like seasonal allergies? That's uh, what makes me suffer from
1: <laughs> That is a very difficult thing to deal with.
0: <laughs> got it, great. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's what um so how did you so was it from your like the brain, the injury that you got in football caused this?
1: Uh no, I mean, it's hard to say. No one really got knows it. what causes ulcerative arthritis or an autoimmune disease. I mean, oh, there's okay. a couple of theories that you know it's genetic. It's, it could be caused by stress. I think for me, I had a pretty uh, traumatic, stressful childhood, and yeah. I think having my cortisol levels always chronically raised, yeah. And then I think just a couple of things just pushed it into the like, I guess, eliciting itself. Yeah. I am also of Ashkenazi Jewish descent, and a lot of um, people of Ashkenazi, Jewish descent have some form of autoimmune disease or gut problems or more prone to them. And then mm. I had a really bad stomach flu uh, right before I was diagnosed. And mm. then ever since that, my GI system was never the same. And essentially what caused me to go to the doctor and get diagnosed was I was basically having to use the bathroom all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's blood in my stool. I was like, that's not normal. And so did a bunch of tests, eventually had to get a colonoscopy so that for them to see my entire GI track, yeah. uh, and finding the inflammation and in the ulcers within my colon. They produced that, uh, I had ulcerative colitis.
0: Huh? So what is the, especially obviously you started to figure out that you needed to besides prescription minutes and you reached out to work with a nutritionist. What do you feel is like, how does how is that connected together? I mean, I know you briefly talked about like how you eat processed foods, you eliminated that, like, why is that so important? Um, especially with health being, maintaining your symptoms.
1: Yeah. Well, like what you eat, your gut health is so important. I mean, 80% of our immune system is in our gut. Like, yes, we sometimes put lotion and creams on our skin, but really everything that we ingest is like through our gastrointestinal system. We digest, it's going to hit your stomach. Like most of the stuff that we consume is going to hit your stomach. And so with 80% of your immune system in your gut, we're not adding good stuff to it. It's you're not going to have good gut health. And I mean, there's the microbiome, which is the bacterial flora that makes up your gut, um, that makes sure it runs everything smoothly. Um, God, I'm gonna just. I have ADHD, so I'm gonna be jumping all over the place. <laughs> Go so for if it. It's you all need right. To like, I'll, rain I'll, I'll hold you back in and yeah, needed it. <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of like gut health, two topics that people always hear and talk about are probiotics and prebiotics. I was going right next round, to. So. I think it's important to like uh, explain the difference between them. So, pro- probiotics are essentially just good bacteria that you're adding to your microbiome. Um, it can come in the form of fermented foods, uh, which is just going to have healthy bacteria in them, or you can take probiotic supplements.
0: Do you feel like there's one that's better than the other? Like, um, or the probiotic?
1: Honestly, like if you can get it from food, hurrah to you, uh, like that's awesome. I sometimes do both. It just kind of depends. Like I like to experiment with different things and I haven't found one probiotic supplement that i'm like really crazy for i found two that i really like um one being vsl number three they're like one of the only ones that have really been shown to be be used specifically for ulcerative colitis and ibs um right now i'm using thorns uh sport flora one i think it's called i really like it um but i think getting any type of nutrition whether it's micronutrients macronutrients from whole help. food is the best route to take.
0: Um, Kind of, yeah. So we'll go, I guess, let's go with the prebiotic. You also mentioned those. So what is the, what is a prebiotic then? Cause we all, I think the pro cause now I'm back in are <laughs> troubling my words, but the term probiotics is being used a lot now, like cause gut health is being discussed more, mm-hmm. I think cause we're learning more and more about the gut. On a really random side note, and I just listened to a podcast. And now they're talking about like our brain health is being more um what it's affect our gut health is affecting our brain health. Like that's it's it's all in the gut. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's more the system more than the brain. They were talking about like depression and stuff like that. But so why? So we hear probiotics, but you don't, I don't really always hear the term prebiotics. So what is that?
1: Prebiotics are is what feeds the bacteria in your stomach. So yeah. essentially it's fiber. Like fiber is a prebiotic. Okay. So most of the times when people take a prebiotic supplement, it's essentially just fiber. So like if you'll look at like a lot of those prebiotic drinks are really popular right now, like Olipop or other th- such yeah. things, you look at the back ingredients, there's just dietary fiber in it is essentially what it is. Um, so you can get a lot of your prebiotics from just like high fibrous foods. Yeah. Um, But what feeds what feeds the bad bacteria in your stomach is sugar. So
0: the processed foods, the alcohol, all that stuff you're talking
1: about. I mean, well, I can't speak to how uh, alcohol affects your microbiome. I can assume that it doesn't treat it well, but I can't speak to it specifically. Um, But I know in terms of just adding like sugar, you're feeding the bad bacteria. Whereas why if you are going to consume something with sugar in it and i'm not just talking like processed sugar you want there to be some form of fiber present so that's why eating a piece of fruit is always going to be better than drinking fruit juice
0: yep yep that makes sense um and so what is like i guess what would you feel like are some of the most common gut health issues that um kind of that you see in your clients today
1: you mean like symptomatic symptomatic or what causes it
0: mm both let's go go both ways yeah
1: okay so um let's talk like symptoms um i mean bloat is like a huge one i actually Um,
0: a handful of my clients struggle a lot with bloating
1: constant gas i mean that's bloating essentially yeah um inconsistent bowel movements so Mm -hmm. whether Mm -hmm. you're constipated or whether you have diarrhea all the time i mean the, the amount of conversations i have with people that are like oh, I'm constipated all the time or I am I have diarrhea all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, let's fix that. And they're like, no, it's fine. I've done it my whole life. And I'm like, okay, but like, well, let's fix it. And they're like, it's honestly, it's fine. It's just normal. And I'm like, it's not normal. <laughs> Even though it's been normal for you for your life, it's not normal. and they're Like, it's going to be okay. And I'm just like, yeah, but imagine if you didn't have diarrhea every day. Imagine if you didn't get constipated every day. They're like, well, yeah. no, I, I guess that would be great. Um, So- that stuff, I mean, it could go into your immune system is not working properly. Like you have bad skin. Mm. Um, like think about anything that your immune system could affect your, your gut could affect that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so how, Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say in terms of like small things that cause people to have poor, poor gut health, starting at the top, people don't chew their food enough.
0: No, what? Mm -hmm. I've not heard this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, the more you chew your food, the more it's going to get mechanically broken down. And it's also going to, the more it's going to be chemically broken down because the more you chew, the more enzymes are released in your mouth. Because the whole gastrointestinal process is is a lot of like mechanical uh, breakdown of food and chemical breakdown of food. So the more you chew your food, you're basically like helping your food or your GI system along the way. So oh you're my! Kind goodness. of like assisting it in it instead of just. I mean, you taste something really good, especially something highly processed. You're like, I mean, i not swell. I mean, everyone thinks of the how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie roll, and the owl does it in <laughs> one lick <laughs> and three bites. Yeah. um So you know, chew your food more. Um, yeah. Is a is a good way to start. Um, over consuming sugar, like I was talking about, how over just consuming sugar that let is what causes bad bacteria bad bacteria in your gut to just thrive. So like really limiting ultra processed foods. Mm -hmm. And I will never say to anybody that don't eat ultra, don't eat processed foods, don't eat, don't drink alcohol. It's like, that is unrealistic. And plus, if you tell someone to do that, they're going to want to do it more. Um, so just like really limit your ultra processed food intake. And I think it's also important to understand that like all food that we buy in the grocery store is processed. Like the, the that's <laughs> meat that's shrink wrapped that's been processed. Yeah. Um the fruit in bags that's been processed. Yeah. Um it's just the ultra processed stuff that you want to avoid, like the center of the grocery aisle is essentially um, yeah. the chips of hoys and the oh, yeah. crunches and, and whatnot. <laughs> but I do love cereal, so I'm not I'm not gonna bad use it. Um <laughs> one thing that I think people are strain away from now, but this is definitely something that happened when I was growing up is the overuse of antibiotics. Like people go to the doctor. I have for... heard about
0: this more and more.
1: So, I mean, antibiotics don't just kill bacteria. It kills all bacteria in your body. I've heard um, so the overuse of antibiotics is really going to throw off your gut microbiome. Mm. Um, so, i I, fortunately my parents were always very strict about this they're like noah you're sick for two weeks if you're still sick then we'll go to the doctor and get antibiotics but i know a lot of people even today they're sick for two days and like i'm just gonna go to the doctor and get antibiotics and they will take it even if it's a viral infection and if it's a viral infection antibiotics are gonna do jack shit for you um also i i cuss a little bit so if i don't you're completely fine (laughs) okay perfect (laughs) um And then another one is just like a lack of proper nutrients, Um, low fiber foods, like Mm -hmm. lots of saturated fat and trans fats, um, and then, you know, added sugars and vegetable oils, like all of this stuff can cause imbalance in your uh, intestinal barrier. Um, So you want to be providing your body with like great nutrients, macronutrients, micronutrients, Minerals, vitamins, protein, fat, carbs, like you want to be getting good sources of that. Um, Chronic stress. So for me, my biggest aggravator of my disease is stress. So I have had to become very good at managing my stress. And even that's where the medication comes in. Like I can be great in my diet, lifestyle, sleep. uh, But if I get stressed and I'm not on medication, it is highly likely that I'm going to enter into a flare. I'm talking about intense stress.
0: So how do you, yeah, let me, let's dive into that. Cause I feel like, you know, like how can stress not, I guess, how is it related to the gut and how do you know that the, how do you know that it's stress? Like, do you just like check, have you done it so long for yourself that you just kind of know or what?
1: You mean in terms of like physiological reactions of the body when it comes to stress? Hmm.
0: So. Curious. Excuse me.
1: So there's something called the enenteric nervous system, which is basically like the nervous system that connects your gut to your central nervous system, your brain. So when people do feel like that gut feeling in their stomach, it's like your nervous system telling you something. Uh, So it's like the brain and gut access is a real thing. It's like all very, very interconnected. Um, So if you're feeling stressed here, Hmm. very likely that you're going to feel in your stomach. (laughs) And in terms of like, I mean, and also being like looking at it from like a nervous system example of, you know, we're in a sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight, your body's resources are going to go towards running away or fighting, and Mm -hmm. it's going to reduce your body's ability to digest, rest, recover. And in the parasympathetic phase, we're resting and digesting. So our body's energy goes towards digesting. And and recovering and resting. So if you're chronically stressed, if you're chronically in this fight or flight state, your body's gonna do a terrible job at digesting the food that you're given. Um, and it's just gonna cause more inflammation in your gastrointestinal system.
0: That makes sense. So like, so let me go kind of going back to like with your clients that you've worked with and even maybe yourself as well, is like if you've had chronic diarrhea or chronic constipation, like, do you talk about the stress? You kind of go back and say, like, is this something like, how do you define chronic stress and go through that with clients or even yourself?
1: That's a really good question. I <laughs> mean, what, the way I approach my coaching is that, like, health is so holistic. It's not just what you eat, it's not just how you exercise, it's how you think, like, mm-hmm. how you live your life. And I think a lot of people, Myself included, I, you know, it's, I'm not, I, I have a hard time practicing what I preach as well. And it's something that I'm still working on, but like, we want so badly to control other people. Mm. And we spend so much time wasting so much time wondering what someone else is doing, what someone else is thinking, what that means, um, which can cause a lot of stress. Uh, and then also like distinct, and I work on my clients with this a lot is like distinguishing thoughts from feelings, like thoughts are what cause a lot of stress because a lot of people will be like, let's say you called me a bad name and like that hurt my feelings. So I feel sad mm-hmm. or anger. Those are feelings. correct? Okay. But then like, Oh, Casey said this about me. That must mean it's true about me. That's like a thought and judgment that I'm passing. And we keep going down that track of thought, judgment, thought, judgment, We're just going to be, oops, Which is going to be in this like cycle loop of stress. Whereas if you just stop and let yourself feel angry or hurt or sad, Mm -hmm. feeling the emotion is going to go away. And Mm -hmm. then you're left with like the, Oh, I don't actually have to have a judgment about myself. I don't have to have opinion about this. I can just feel the feelings and move on. It's not ignoring like your Mm -hmm. feelings. It's being like allowing yourself to feel the feelings. Cause I think in today's society, we're so quick to, push it away stuff it down mask it get a drink uh, smoke a cigarette or a joint or whatever it is that you do to de-stress like i think we're all conditioned to avoid emotion yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) or like hide emotion down so i think just being also therapy i recommend therapy like a lot of people um I think everyone should probably be in therapy. Uh, We all have stuff that we could definitely learn and talk about. Um, (laughs) So uh, you feel
0: like that, so you worked with clients that you feel like have obviously this is part of the life, you know, just general overall health and well-being. that even just would you like not diagnose them, sorry, diagnose is not the proper term, but would you almost be like, okay, maybe this is more of a lifestyle, like how you think, type of situation that's affecting all the other health issues. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely how someone lives their life, whether it's the activities they do, the people they surround themselves with, like all of that can go, I mean, because health is so much more, like it's environment, your family, your friends, like Mm -hmm. who you're around, environment from like a social circle to um, the city you live in. Um, the pollution that's going on in the city, uh, the amount of people you like, so much goes into your mental health. Um,
0: yeah, and so that's part of the that your question. coaching processes. Yes,
1: yeah. So I'm not a therapist by any means, um, <laughs> but yeah. But but you know, having a sit like a framework in place to help work through your stress um, is really important. And I think that we like not many people have like healthy coping mechanisms for dealing with stress. Uh, like breath work, like it's an amazing thing that you can do to just calm down your central nervous system. Um, box breathing uh, is is one of my favorite breathing uh, methods to help my clients. I'll even do it at the end of workouts because you do a really hard workout, you're in like this fight or flight system, and you want to just start the rest and digest process early. So you just sit them down and or lay them down, have them close their eyes, put on some sweet lo-fi music and have them just focus on breathing for a little bit i've never um, done this oh. i actually do that at the end of all my like classes that i teach i'll have yeah. everyone oh that's like, awesome you know, and play some like nice peaceful music and just have them it's almost like the uh
0: not to bash not bash but not to disregard the yogi practice but it's the uh what do they call it at the end it's at the end when you lay down is it's not the vinyat the vinyatas the style of of yogi do you do any yoga
1: i don't but i oh, will say it's that the, it's, it's, it's like the, 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 the hippie in me is the breathing lo-fi like <laughs> soft music after the hard workout yeah. There's a term
0: um, for it. oh gosh keep going
1: but yeah so i think i mean you, you I, as you have in-person clients that you work with like he, sure. he, you get a pretty good and we're I mean, we probably become coaches because we're pretty good at reading people. You can tell someone's stressed. I mean, you can tell like there's also visual cues that you can look for um, in a client. I mean, everyone's so different, but like you can tell when someone's having a bad day. You can tell someone's having multiple bad days um, in a in a row over the course of a couple weeks that you see them. Um, But but yeah, stress is the I think stress is the biggest killer. I mean, you see all those uh, hundred plus people that like smoke a cigarette and drink Coke or alcohol every day. And their one secret is, is they're happy. Mm. I think just like, I'm not saying you should smoke or drink. <laughs> drink. I'm not saying you shouldn't either. All I'm saying is that like, I think having low stress is the key to a happy long lifestyle.
0: That makes sense. I mean, and like, I mean, like you said, with this topic itself, you know, between gut health, autoimmune disease and chronic inflammation, they're like all three of them are drastically correlated, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So what's the kind of the process you go with? Like is do someone does someone come with you like hey, like I just have gut health issues or hey, I was diagnosed with this autoimmune disease or hey, I suffer does does anyone come with you with each individual topic?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a different the story for I everybody. I would say for most people like the first phase is just data collection, like understanding how they eat, how they sleep, how they move, etc. And then I generally, when people are comfortable with it, like to run them through an elimination diet. So elimination diet is really the best way to figure out what type of food intolerances or sensitivities that an individual has. Um, there's a couple of different styles of elimination diets. From you know, Whole30 is probably the most popular one you've heard of. Yeah. There's low FODMAP. There's uh, the autoimmune protocol diet. But essentially what you're doing is you're removing any type of food or food group that mm-hmm. is known to cause an inflammatory response in a bot in someone's body. Uh, and you remove those foods for 30 to 90 days, just depending on the severity of the inflammation that you have going into this, um, or how long you just want to feel really, really, really good without having those foods. So that's the first phase. And then the second phase is like the reintroduction phase where you add one food or food group, at a time to then see what is your body's inflammatory response. So like, for example, I just, let's say I just finished a 30 day elimination diet. I want to try adding dairy back in. I'll have a piece of cheese or a glass of milk just once go back to the elimination diet protocol. And over the course of those two days, if I have an inflammatory response, I know dairy or at least milk or cheese Mm -hmm. is the issue is an issue. If I don't have an inflammatory response, I'm like, okay, I'm good. Cheese or milk matter. is fine. And that introduction phase can take a really long time. You, I mean, with the autoimmune protocol diet, you are individually adding one food from each group. So like, mm. it's like with grains, you're like, I'm gonna try bread mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna try rice. And then I'm gonna try oatmeal. But on, on certain ones, you can just add like, I will just try dairy holistically. Or Got I'll it. just try grain solistically. So
0: would you know right away after you ate it if there was a response? Or does it depend on the person? I would was-
1: say it depends, but in general, you 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 know. Like Got it. I know if like there's certain foods that I know that are gonna cause an inflammatory response in my body, uh, that are like absolute no-goes. Uh like kale. Kale is a nightmare for me. <laughs> um And then there's other foods that are like, I know this is going to cause some form of inflammation, but Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it as long as I don't chronically eat it. So like pizza, like I'll have pizza. And I know the next day with most people eat pizza, you wake up and you're like, Oh God. Um, Or, or like alcohol. Like I'll know if I overconsume alcohol uh, to a degree, like two to three drinks is maybe my minimum. Uh, Even then I'll be like, I feel a little bit more inflamed. I feel a little more icky. Yeah. Uh, than most beer is another one that is an absolute like basically no go for me uh yes. beer and kale um and then so- soft soft cheeses funny. yeah soft <laughs> cheeses are gonna and be And
0: soft but, cheeses yeah. interesting now how long does it take because uh, i've heard about obviously the elimination diet i've heard of whole 30 um and some of the other ones but like i had a dietitian once tell me that it sometimes can take up to like eight weeks for like you're like to really pull out of your or for your system to, or for your body to get it out of your system.
1: Mm, is that correct I, or does it
0: depend? I,
1: I don't know. Okay. I would say that a month is usually like, or 30 days is usually the length of time that all uh, inflammation diets, um, is like the earliest you would stop. Uh, so I would say 30 days is a good way to like, and you will noticeably start to feel better from the get-go too, unless you have like a sugar addiction, then you're going to go through them like withdrawals, sugar withdrawals a little bit. Yep. But in totality, um, I'd say 30 days is like the, the the lowest amount of time that you would want to do an elimination diet.
0: Got it. How many of your clients go through, do you put them through elimination diets? Do you do a lot of them? Uh,
1: most of them that come to me with chronic inflammation, um, Got it. autoimmune disease, uh, gut problems, Um, because it's so, there's so much, um, uh, so many different things that could be causing issues. I mean, if let's say someone is, has a problem with, um, sugars, uh, but also, but doesn't have a problem with bread and they make like, or, and they also have a problem with nuts. So they make a PB and honey sandwich. And they get an inflammatory response. It's hard to know which
0: correct so
1: single ingredient caused a problem. And a lot of people don't aren't. I'm sure you notice this with any of your nutrition clients is that like a lot of people are just have zero idea what they put in their body. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You ask them to recall what they had for breakfast. They're like, I, I, I don't know what what yeah. did I have for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, the, the one great thing about the elimination diet too is also just building awareness around what you're putting into your body and. Going through the steps of like recognizing what foods make you feel great and what foods don't make you feel good, I mean awareness creates or like awareness breeds consistency and consistency breeds effectiveness. So like I like, if, like uh, if you're just building awareness, you're more likely to be more consistent. And once you're consistent, you're going to be effective. Um, yeah, that makes so fun. most of my clients that have gut issues or any autoimmune issues. uh, or inflammation issues is that I will eventually get to the point where they're comfortable going on a, um, Inflation. elimination diet.
0: So you typically wouldn't put somebody right away under the elimination diet. You would kind of fix no. just the general lifestyle habits. Yeah. You know, like how do you sleep?
1: Are you exercising yeah, yeah. or getting any type of movement? Yeah, yeah. What does your diet look like? And, yeah. you know, so some people it's like, I have a coffee in the morning on an empty stomach and then I go out to get lunch and then I go out for a, dinner and it's like work meetings and i have drinks and yep. it's and it's they're like i don't want to track everything um so it's like okay well like what are simple things that we can do to improve your health like have breakfast and and don't have coffee on an empty stomach yep. <laughs> um limit yourself like and, and for me it's it's to start it's always about adding things it's, yep. it's it's less about taking stuff away it's more about adding things so like oh clearly you're not eating enough protein like you can still have your drinks but like instead of getting the pasta for dinner get a add like pay the extra six dollars to get a chicken breast on top of the pasta and make sure you eat that chicken breast before you finish your plate of pasta. Yep. Um just small things like that is yeah. usually what I start my clients with.
0: That makes sense. Um now with the elimination diet, is it true that like dairy and um I guess grains and under that category aren't those are those the two most uh, they can cause the most inflammation in bodies. Like, do you pull that first or what do you do? Uh, burn like?
1: elimination diet, you actually pull all of them at the same all time. All of it, all yeah, together, so no dairy. It's, it's dairy, grains, alcohol, legumes, um, like sulfites. Um, uh, what's the other category? Uh, I said sugar, Okay, I should know this off the top of my head. Let me pull. It <laughs> That's all right. I know it's okay. My, no, but that I, have elim- I have an eliminate. I have an elimination diet cheat sheet, and clearly, I need it for myself. Too.
0: <laughs> I know, but no, I didn't realize you pulled all of it at once. I thought yeah, it was so you like just, a, a slow. Start with thing.
1: it all at once. So you just go full cold, cold turkey at first, and then then you'll add stuff back individually. Got okay. it. Okay. okay, so you remove. Added sugars, alcohol, grains, legumes, dairy. um, Yeah. Oh, I had them all. And then carrageen and sulfites. And then the like other, depending on which one you do, you're also kind of like wanting to fix some cravings and eating habits. So depending on the one you do, you don't want to like make like healthy brownies or like things like that. Because if you're still kind of feeding that habit, it's not going to change the habits you have around eating those foods.
0: I'm actually very against healthy desserts. When we say healthy we're in quotations over here, they drive me nuts. I, <laughs> I'm like, if you're going to eat agree. a dessert. Just eat a cookie.
1: Just eat a cookie. Eat a cookie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or and now I any- eat this
1: like subpar yes. version of cookie. It's fun- Did you ever watch The Good Place?
0: Yes, a little bit. I didn't finish the whole thing though.
1: There's this great line in one of the first episodes where, like in heaven, they have all these frozen yogurt. Um, stands and one of the yep. main characters is like why frozen yogurt and the i guess head angel character was just like well because it's so human to make something slightly worse so you can eat more of it
0: and like, yep. <laughs> that's not true yeah and like the now like the whole and a lot of things are now turning to how to make it more protein because obviously protein yeah. has become more of the forefront so like let's make protein cookies i'm like no let's not make protein cookies or like you know protein pancakes those have been around for a while but still i'm like Sometimes when I want a pancake, I'm like I've I've been there, done that, done all those things. I'm like, no, when I want a pancake, I want white flour, white sugar. <laughs> That's what Butter I want.
1: Milk. I want all. I want all of it. Yeah. Yes. I don't Butter.
0: want I don't want this thing to be healthy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yep. definitely certain things that I agree. Just enjoy it.
0: I agree. Um oh gosh, where's my question? I was gonna go. So we talked about the the main things that you do eliminate from, the, obviously the elimination diet. Oh, I was gonna say. Is it really like, cause obviously that's a lot of food groups for, especially probably some clients. Do you find that, that it's very challenging for them? Like what is, or are they so in so much misery that they are so, like so uncomfortable that they're, they're kind of at this point, they want to do anything. Cause that's a I lot think, of food groups. I
1: think it depends. I think, I think the majority of people are so used to feeling shitty that they like it's their new normal. So they don't know yeah. what it's actually like to feel good um there are definitely clients who are ready to cut out everything because i'm just feeling so sick but like the reason that those things are so hard to give up is because it's what the majority of like the average american diet consists of highly processed grains uh like fats uh and and all that stuff um but like there's still you can eat meat chicken uh beef venison bison etc seafood eggs, vegetables, fruits, healthy fats, nuts, olive oil, avocados, coconut oil, avocado oil. Like there's still so many things that you can eat. And um, I think people mostly struggle with just not knowing what to eat. And I'm sure this is something that you experience with your clients, just trying to get them to eat more protein. Mm -hmm. Like how? I think it's one of the
0: biggest obstacles with people. I mean, that's obviously your coach, let's go into that question. What do you feel like? How are, how do you get your clients to eat more protein or do you have certain steps or suggestions? Like, what does that look like? <laughs>
1: uh, I have like, obviously like a, for anybody that skips breakfast, um, mm-hmm. just eat breakfast. Yep. Uh, um, for a lot of people, they have such a hard time with it because, you know, they don't want to eat any more meat or they're not eating meat. So, yes. You know, I usually look at like things like, Non-fat greek yogurt or eggs or egg whites uh and just depending on how they eat um a supplemental uh, protein whether it's like whey or um like a pea protein or an egg protein um i have like some recipes that i just like overnight oats is a great way to get them to sneak in some extra protein just putting Mm -hmm. some protein powder in there uh getting them to eat eggs it's more just like instead of telling them to take anything away, it's more like, hey, add this to your meal and that'll mm-hmm. get you some more protein.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. Like I'm it's switching out pasta
1: more. from chickpea pasta or something like yeah. that. Um, or I'll even have some of my clients mix cottage, like blitz cottage cheese with their tomato sauce so they get some extra protein yeah, in yeah. their uh, pasta sauce, etc.
0: I have not done any of the cottage cheese trends. I just eat it plain on the side. That is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm curious. I've seen How hard that. Are you though. <laughs> I love it though. So um okay, like you're kind of switching gears here a little bit. Like, what do you feel are some like do you feel like there's any like misconceptions about gut gut health that's that's going out there? Any like myths or anything? I know, kind yeah, of Yeah.
1: Um, lenses.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: Um, I mean like also like <sighs> there's so many people out there claiming like this certain supplement is going to cure you of your gut problems. This is going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you got to change your lifestyle and eat better. Um, yeah. I mean, just with like anything, there's like solution, there's shortcuts. Yeah. Um, but the shortcuts don't te- don't, aren't going to fix the behaviors that got you to the, your situation in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, while there are supplements that can definitely help um, or in reality, it's just like, you've got to change what you're doing. Cause what, what has gotten you to this point is not going to get you to another point that you want to be at. Like you're going to have to make some drastic changes. Cause um, you give me one second. I'm going to just text my client that's coming up that I'm just going to be a couple seconds late.
0: Oh yeah. You're good. <laughs> um,
1: um, eh, so the myths are, I would say just that, like, all you have to do is take a probiotic supplement or a prebiotic supplement. You'll be good. Like you're going to have to change your lifestyle. You have to look at how you sleep. You have to look at your exercise. You have to look at your stress. Like there's not one thing that's going to cure your gut health. It's like a multi multifaceted approach.
0: Actually, I mean, I I love that because I mean, it it goes under every probably health wellness Topic, like thing that you're trying to improve, whether it's weight loss, whether Mm -hmm. it's just general, I want to feel good, whether I want to get stronger, get ripped. I want, you know, I mean, you kind of keep going on the list. It's everything, sleep, like every every single lifestyle aspect has to shift.
1: Yes, exactly. So, yeah, whatever your goal is, if you do any follow any of the advice that we've talked about on this podcast, your health will improve. That's like it's not just specific to gut health, like you will see benefits all over the place. And I mean, and having poor gut health, like low energy. Uh, like that's a big thing. Uh, you'll have more energy. Like there's so many benefits to improving your gut health that, um, are is not just for people that have autoimmune disease or chronic inflammation.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. What do you feel would be like just general like advice for people who want to improve their gut? Chew your food <laughs>
1: a lot. Um, I'm going
0: to start paying attention to that now. Yes.
1: Avoid, <laughs> uh, like limit, uh, ultra processed foods um make sure that you are sleeping enough mm-hmm. uh, six to eight hours preferably eight per night uh drink a lot of water um and then just like really focus on eating whole nutrient-dense foods uh and getting you know some fermented foods in as well uh and when i say whole nutrient-dense foods i'm talking like beef or like any type of um Meat. I was gonna say flesh protein, but that's <laughs> ugh, I don't like that way that sounds. Uh, yeah, a uh, meat protein, um, <laughs> eggs, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice, vegetables, fruit, like all that stuff is like go for it, go go crazy. Yeah. Um, not to say that you can't like add weight eating those th- or put on weight eating those things, but it's a lot harder to overeat in those things as well.
0: Yes, um, they're more nutrient dense.
1: Also. Eating really late is something that I forgot to talk about. Like eating oh, really right. late and eating really quickly and eating a lot in one sitting mm. is not going to be great for your gut. Um, yeah, in general, you want to eat like stop eating three hours before your bedtime. Um,
0: I have heard that. I've been trying to preach it to my clients. I say kind of say two to three hour window to kind of give like a wiggle room mainly yeah. for digest. I keep pushing just digestive reasons as it's, it's going to affect your sleep. Correct. Cause if your body's still consuming food, mm-hmm. which I have actually associated with myself alone, I've done it and you sleep like garbage yeah. and you're like, well, I know why.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I have an aura ring and I've been able to tell like if whenever I eat late, my resting heart rate is significantly higher as is my exactly. body temperature. Um, Unless of I like stick within that two to three hour range of not eating before bed, um, and then just manage your stress like as another thing is like if you need to talk to a therapist, talk to a therapist. There's mental health should not be a taboo subject. Like no. if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, yeah, and and figure out healthy um coping mechanisms mm-hmm. to help you through instead of just burying it deep down inside or or and then letting it. Uh, release in a unhealthy way um so you know healthy diet sleep water exercise and um mental health practices and so Mm -hmm. like basically anything anybody else should already be doing to improve their health
0: i mean it's obviously hard for people to do i mean yeah
1: it is a difficult thing i mean yeah. yeah you're looking at changing your the way you live your life which is not easy
0: very good way to put it, yeah. I mean, you're changing everything. Um, I mean, do you feel like we're any last pieces of advice that you want to kind of throw in here? Or what? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, everyone asks about supplements, so I figured I'd, I'd yeah, let's throw out some supplements that I would recommend people take for gut health. Um, Let's hear it. So, I mean, just vitamin D, great for the immune system. Uh, and nobody gets enough enough vitamin D. Um. Probiotics, So whether it's a fermented food or a probiotic supplement, um, prebiotics. So you can take like Metamucil or, uh, Miralax or other like supplement, um, or fi- dietary fiber supplements to mm-hmm. add to your diet. But honestly, if you eat enough vegetables and fruit, you're going to get enough fiber from that, yep. um, or rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, etc. Yep. Um, and L-glutamine. I think L-glutamine is a great supplement. It's an amino acid. It's, um, it's the most abundant in the body, and it's great for supporting uh, a healthy intestinal lining, improved immunity, and like it helps assist in injury, um, post-injury repair. Uh, but it you could take a supplemental five grams each day, and and that'll really help with your gut health.
0: Is that under the? You said it's a, it's an amino acid. L-glutamine. Mm-hmm. I've heard of yeah. it.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So it's a non-essential amino acid because it's naturally occurring in our body. Correct. Um, but having extra supplemental glutamine will help.
0: Got it. Interesting. And all of these, um, between vitamin D probiotics, prebiotics, now glutamine all help support the gut health in addition yes. to obviously all the other yeah. lifestyle integrations. we're yeah. talking about. But that's just cool.
1: like, don't start <clears throat> taking those and not change anything. Like if you just start taking those, it's not going to make Got any it. changes
0: it's kind of funny that you brought this up because i'm gonna be talking all about supplements this week with my group so Ooh, i love that <laughs> i know so we're gonna be diving into all that stuff so um no that's awesome i mean obviously this is such a big topic yeah um, like there's even multiple questions or sectors that we could uh go into about because yeah, it, you know, it's such I a would-
1: I was going to say, I'd be happy if like your users, your listeners have questions after this and I could be more, I would be more than happy to come back on and answer specific questions from your listeners.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that would be, be helpful. So yeah, if anyone of course has questions, come, you know, send them this way. Um, And then last, I would like to have people in case they want to find you. Of course, I could ask you directly to Noah. So where can um, any of the listeners find you at?
1: Yeah, I have Instagram and TikTok. TikTok, uh it's just n s zimmer so n s z i m m e r uh both on tiktok or my website is um nz fitness or nz dash fitness.com yeah
0: got it <laughs> i will make sure to also tag the i'll tag these in the show notes too so if you awesome. can't we'll, we'll link those in there so well awesome noah this was a Fun conversation um, and just to kind of find out more and more about obviously gut health and all the things we need to start paying attention to. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like we barely touched the surface. So there's a lot oh, more. Oh, I know. I, this was like
0: the the beginning. So this is well, awesome. Again, so.
1: I really appreciate you inviting me on. I had a really fun time.
0: Of course, Noah. Well, thank you so much and have a fantastic rest of your day.
1: You too. You too. Thank you, Casey.